0: Welcome to the Good Vibes Club, a normal girl's guide to living your best life and being the best version of yourself. Whether you're listening on your commute, out on a hot girl walk or curled up on your sofa, open your mind and get ready to feel those good vibes. Hello guys, welcome to a little bonus episode of the Good Vibes Club. Bonus, bonus, ding, bonus ding, ding, ding. Winner, <laughs> jackpot. <laughs> um, we thought we would do, me and Ebony, a little bonus episode just answering some questions on... How to make friends, how to be a friend, mm-hmm. etc. So kind of like a
1: little dilemmas Q and A. Ever since we became friends, I get so many messages saying, "How do you make friends as an adult?" Me so, too, actually. Yes, yeah, so I feel like we got we've got a few questions here to go through. I think it's because we are like obviously new friends online. Yeah, like, and I never think saw us together People have now they seen they we weren't together before, and now suddenly oh, we we're always are. Together. Yeah, can't get rid of me. <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, yeah, we thought we'd do a little bonus episode just answering some questions and sharing our thoughts and like just have a little chat about different things that have come in. So there's Mm -hmm. actually, you guys have been really good for giving us quite a broad range of questions. Um, But Ebony hasn't shown me any on her phone. I've not seen any on, like, she's not seen any on mine. So they're going to be quite like good questions because you'll get really raw, honest answers like Mm -hmm. straight off our heads, you know? Yeah. So do you want to jump in and ask the first one?
1: Yeah. So somebody says. How do you go beyond the small talk and pleasantries when you first meet someone? Do you know what? I feel
0: like you just have to make a conversation about something more than that. You no, know I mean, yeah. like you have to almost just jump in and be like, oh my God, like I had this situation yesterday where like I was yeah. at work and like the funniest thing happened, or oh, like you just have to almost like make the conversation because you one of you's got to something. Something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, even if it's like something silly or like, oh, The other day this happened. Like you need to give this new person something to go off. Otherwise, what are you gonna talk about? Or
0: like, you know, if you're texting someone and then like something really funny happens, like you need to fall down a stair or something. Yeah. You could be like, Oh my god, the funniest thing's just happened or like whatever. You just kind of change it from being just small talk to being like something hilarious about your day. Mm -hmm. And then they probably all do the same.
1: I often find that if you like maybe not like a vulnerable but usually mm-hmm. if you share something like oh I've had a really bad day today then that person is more likely to then do the same yeah whereas if if you just are constantly like if I don't know say you see this person in the coffee shop and you want to you see them every morning and you want to be friends like if you just go in and you say morning yeah it's nice today isn't it like the conversation's never gonna progress. But if you see that person all the time and then you almost give a topic yeah. or something, then then it's gonna it's gonna grow. Mm-hmm. Then you get past the pleasantries. So. It's just a bit like oh
0: a bit <laughs> It's that awkward first one, isn't it? Yeah. Or like, you know, if someone says like, How are you? rather than just being like, Yeah, good, thanks. Like, mm-hmm. how are you? You could be like, Oh, actually like I've had a really good morning I've just been to the gym and done this and this or like if you're having a bad day be like oh actually I'm having a bit of a shitter like it's not very good today I'm not really having the best time
1: or just let them know you can you could be like oh later I'm doing this and then when you see them the next time they'll probably ask ask how how it it went Yeah. yeah and then and then the friendship grows a bit more than like oh it's nice out today (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think you just have to like make the effort don't you like you have to like one of you has got to put it past the like mm-hmm. pleasantries so why not be the one to do it yeah just just start like somewhere in the conversation just like slip in a little bit more yeah see what happens agreed
1: what's yours <laughs> give me a question okay
0: I'm gonna go straight in with the juice oh. so this one says um, tips on phasing out of friendship when you have a few mutual friends and you don't want to cause any drama
1: so this person wants to phase out
0: so I'm assuming strange, yeah. there's a friendship that's maybe not not what they want anymore. So they're saying like, how do they phase out that friendship, even though they've got mutual friends, but they don't want there to be a drama. Mm. <clears throat> I think you could, if you've got mutual friends and you hang out in a group,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so say there's a group, I don't know, a group of like six of you or something. If you want to phase someone out, maybe just s- not stop having a conversation with them outside of the group, but maybe just like, minimize the conversation outside of that group yeah, and, and then, then just chat more hang when you out. see them
1: yeah still hang out in the group yeah but you don't have to be like socializing one on one yeah like yeah. you can
0: still be in a group and be civil and have conversations with them but then maybe just minimize the time you're seeing them outside of the group mm-hmm.
1: yeah I would just ease it out and then as long as you can hang out in a group then it's not obvious to anyone that you don't really want that friendship yeah. anymore because there's, there's a group of you you know And then if it does get to the point where they maybe ask the question, you could just say
0: like, oh, like we're just drifted, you know, Mm -hmm. like you can just say, oh, like our friendship wasn't seeming the same anymore, like blah, blah. And you can read, like raise it with them. But Mm -hmm. I don't think that always has to be a drama. Like I feel like you can, you can phase out friendships without there being a reason that's like dramatic. Like you could just not vibe anymore.
1: And I don't know, I don't know how it is in like a big group of friends because like I've I've not had no like same. a big group of friends before. But I wouldn't imagine that everyone in that group is best friends, right? Usually I can't imagine it. Surely there's some that are Surely more. Surely there's than some that gravitate towards each other more. So I wouldn't think it was unusual to want to see one of those people mm. less than the others. I think you could definitely like phase out
0: the amount of conversation outside of yeah. the group though.
1: Yeah. I think my advice would just be, yeah, maybe just chat less one-on-one, but then keep it really like nice and civil in a group.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, I think.
1: Nice. Great advice.
0: <laughs> kind of agreed on that one tag team. <laughs> of course we did. <laughs> I mean, we wear the same wardrobe. <laughs> Have, the Have the same, same brain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next question from me. What to do with lost friends and how to handle the heartache? What do you mean? Like when a friendship's just dissolved kind of thing? Yeah, and like the sadness that comes with that. Mm,
0: I think if you... It depends on the situation, I think, of like how you handle it kind of. Because if it's been like a dramatic breakup of a friendship where there's been a big argument or something, it's so different to like if there's just a natural drifting. But I think one of the biggest things I've started to do with everything is like if something falls apart if whether it's work whether it's a friendship whatever is you almost have to be like just think back on that thing and think of the things you're grateful for Mm. so like don't look back in anger (laughs) lol wow Uh, just say (laughs) (laughs) but like you can't look back and be angry about the situation angry about what happened or upset or Mm. like it's obviously sad so let yourself be sad yeah but just think about like the good things that came from that friendship and also there must be reasons why you are not as close anymore so Mm -hmm. you can kind of acknowledge it and be like you know what we drifted because she moved away and like she's got a different life now whatever or it could be like we just weren't vibing as friends and that's okay
1: but that realization is is painful sometimes Mm. like especially i don't know obviously i don't know the situation from this girl's question but like imagine if you were talking to like if we we speak all the time Imagine if all of a sudden I said to you, Jess, I don't want to be your friend anymore. It'd be like a relationship breakup, though, because yeah. it's like
0: you like I will send you random things that I don't be like, ha, look how funny this You'd is. You'd have to get we used to not anymore.
1: talking to that person. And that is quite weird. Yeah. I think initially it's always going to be hard, though, mm. because like
0: every single
1: time you're literally losing a big
0: part of your life. So yeah. you just have to, like, I think, feel it. Mm. I always say this, everyone hates me
1: for it. If someone goes through a breakup, I'm like, you have to feel the emotion. Don't bottle it up. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> you no, do you have do to. need to feel it, yeah. Otherwise, it'll come out in some weird way. But I, when I had uh, Daisy, I had a few friendships that I felt were really, really mm-hmm. close. And I still, to this day, don't know why they stopped talking to me, but... All four of them just stopped talking to me.
0: That's so sad.
1: Yeah, and it absolutely killed me. Like, I was so confused. I didn't know what I'd done. I was I was just questioning it the whole time. But now I'm like, it's it's fine. Like, yeah. I didn't, like, they the world have didn't end. To, like,
0: approach it because you had days. Yeah, and...
1: yeah. But it did really hurt. But now it's like it's okay because there are so many other people in the world that you can be friends with. Mm. But in that moment in time, it's like, what on earth? Like, what was wrong with me? So I think you almost just have to ride it out. There will be other people that come along that will be better and more, like, well-suited to you. But, yeah, I, I don't know what my advice would be apart from just that, like, It probably does really hurt in that moment in time, but you will find friends that like suit you better.
0: Do you know one thing I actually think I've just thought of this, you know, when you go to like therapy and stuff or like I had Reiki before, which is really, really good. Mm. If you ever do something like that and you've got a situation with someone where you're really upset and like they've gone out of your life or like, you know, like sometimes it could be like a parent that you're maybe like having issues with or whatever. Mm -hmm they always say to write a letter to that person and burn yeah, it. I never and I feel it, like that's yeah. a really good way to do it. Like, mm-hmm. write a letter to that friend and just say, like... Or, everything, or even just write down how you're feeling. It doesn't need to be a letter to them. But mm-hmm. write down everything you're feeling and, like, just really, like, get the words out of your brain and, like, just dump it on paper. Mm-hmm. And then just let it be out of your brain because I feel like when you write things down it comes out and then it just makes it a bit easier and then it's
1: gone yeah I think that's a really good and also as
0: you're writing you're
1: almost like making
0: sense of your thoughts so you might even end up coming up with something and being like actually like I
1: feel okay now Mm -hmm. and then I think at the end of that you feel like okay I've dealt with that like I've Mm. it's gone it's out of me I think that's a good idea yeah good good idea
0: there (laughs) did I ask you or did you ask me uh, we I can't remember. <laughs> um okay i have one specifically for you oh okay so we've got a couple that are relating to being a mum like being a parent and having friendships so mm-hmm. how would you approach people to become friends like in a baby class or something like this girl says um she really wants to be friends with the mums there but doesn't know how to approach them Okay, so I can't obviously answer this one because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you've been in this situation I've twice. I've been
1: to a fair few baby groups. <laughs> Not my favourite experience, I'll be honest. <laughs> but I know that exact feeling because when you have a newborn baby or a toddler, you like stop work, you're with them all the time. Mm. and It'd be quite lonely, I guess. Yeah, and like you really feel like, oh, I wish I had some friends that had kids my age because it would make things so much easier because you can just go for coffee. or And go like, they relate balls, more as well, I guess. The kids start playing together and it is so nice to have friends with kids similar ages. But just just smacked her head on the line. <laughs> that
0: hurts so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but going into those baby groups is the most intimidating thing in the entire world. And you know everyone around you in that circle also wants to say Hi. But they don't, so they just smile. you just smile at each other. And every week, you just smile at each other. You don't know their <laughs> names. Nobody's talking to each other. It's just super weird. But there was a couple where I went in and, like, if you make a joke about, like, something your kid's doing or, like, once they start crawling around and mm. they start, like, I don't know, getting their bogies on each other. Oh, God, she just <laughs> wiped her bogey on your kid. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's when it starts <laughs> <laughs> becoming easier, like... You just make a joke out of, like, what your kids are doing or, like, you you can go in and sit. Like, one time I went in, I must have looked really tired, and one of the mums was like, would you like a coffee? Or, That's like, I'll sweet. go grab you a tea. And I think if you did that to another mum, the next time you see them that week, you'll probably sit next to each other and start talking, you know. I have another rogue question for you. It's not been asked, but it's just
0: something I'm curious of. Mm. So, obviously, if you're making a mum friend, right, mm. How do you make it so that you have more to talk about than just the kids? Because I think a lot of mum friends, like, it can quickly be just all you talk about is the kids. Because if that's how you met... Well, that's the tricky
1: thing. That's why I like, what if you've got I didn't make common? any strong, strong friends in those groups. Because our only common thing was that our babies were the same mm-hmm. age. Like, just because you have kids the same age, it doesn't mean you've got anything else in common. So I've I found that a bit tricky, to be honest. Yeah like i didn't find people in that group in those groups that were like me it was just that we had kids at the same same age
0: yeah i guess that is quite hard isn't it because mm-hmm. you don't like it's a common like it's the same as anything i guess if you've got a common interest like
1: it's finding the common ground outside of that one yeah. thing yeah otherwise you i found literally all we would talk about was oh they didn't sleep last night or there was there wasn't much substance mm. to the conversations
0: I guess it's similar as well to like not similar in the same sense because obviously it's different when you've got kids. But if you're friends with someone from like a work environment or like yeah. through Instagram or like whatever, you then have that as your thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you have as a common thing to mm-hmm. get. You have to get outside of that conversation.
1: Yeah, I do think it's tricky when you've got kids because you just meet people and you're with like, kids. wait, are we even that much in common? Like mm. it's just because you have kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I guess it is a good way to meet people though because even if it is just a more only about the kids friendship like you're still Mm -hmm. having a friendship that someone that relates to you on something that other friends maybe
1: don't i honestly think those baby groups are perfect for that period of time Mm. like your friends around you might not have kids so to go into a place where all those people are tired they probably didn't sleep Mm. the night before they're probably going through like the teething stages or the sleep regression to just have a group of people in that room that know exactly what you're going through is so important but I feel like I I've just, got that to come. <laughs> I just think then once you're through that stage, you, you might just want to find a different yeah different way to make and it. And
0: also work. that's like what we said in the last episode, like the whole reason, season, lifetime. Like mm-hmm. they're there for that season to mm-hmm. help you get through that, to yeah. help you
1: like understand things or teach you ways to cope with different things or whatever. Yeah. Some people oh. I think um like make really great friends in those. Like some people, you know when you're pregnant, you go to classes to learn how to like, do stuff with the baby. I don't know. I never went to them, but some people are still great friends with people from those classes.
0: I guess it depends if you vibe outside of that as well, though, because mm. they might have had a common ground that's mm-hmm. not a baby. Yeah. Whereas you just didn't have that maybe with that person. Yeah.
1: Plus, I don't know if I was that invested in making like great friendships at that period of time. So it's probably to do with how you go into that situation, too.
0: Mm. Versus like now, I feel like you are more in a space where you want to keep the friends. Like, mm. you've said, like, some of Daisy's, like, friends at school, you're now more friendly with their mums and you've got mm-hmm. common ground that's outside of yeah the kids.
1: Have you felt like, do you find you've gone through periods of stages where you're, like, um period, periods in your life where you want to make friends and periods where you don't? Mm. Yeah, same with me.
0: I think sometimes you're so open to new friends and sometimes you're, like, I'm so busy and my life is so mm-hmm. chaotic. I just about make time for the people I've got. I can't, I don't have room yeah, for Yeah, yeah.
1: That's how I feel. But then if someone I came up, feel- I wouldn't necessarily
0: not try. You wouldn't it, shut it, it down. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Okay, I got a question. That
0: was such a long-winded one because I ended up on, like, seven different questions. <laughs> I know.
1: How do you deal with cutting off a toxic friendship?
0: I think any toxic relationship of any capacity is very hard to cut mm-hmm. because it depends on how they're toxic. Because I think sometimes, like, toxic boyfriends, you could be so stuck because of the, like, other parts of it that come. Like, it's it's so difficult. But I think you almost just have to kind of distance yourself. There doesn't need to be a big breakup. There doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. a big argument. It just needs to be that you almost like distance or... Do you not think that that toxic person will make it a big thing? I mean, yeah, but if you distance over time, like it might be that they don't... Oh, like a gradual... Do you know what I mean? Like if you gradually just start texting them less and meeting up less and Mm -hmm. like whatever. But I do think that if it does become... Like you could try and have a conversation, but I think sometimes like if someone... It's really hard because, like, toxic could be so many different things. Mm. But, like, trying to have the conversation to be like, I think you're being like this, they could feel really attacked. And then yeah, and then just go and, just and then they fling everything back on you and mm-hmm. then it becomes a whole big ordeal and it becomes a big thing it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm.
1: I think if you know that that's a relationship that you want to leave, there's no point having a conversation of, I feel like you're being this way. Because, yeah, they're just going to feel attacked and yeah. then go, like, go in.
0: And it doesn't need to be, like, a slinging match. Like, you don't no. need to have... A whole dramatic
1: exit, <laughs> Mm-mm. but then I just think if you if you slowly feed out, I think that person's gonna notice.
0: But then I guess if you slowly phase out, and then it just becomes a thing of like, oh, okay, we just have different lives. Mm-hmm. I, it's really hard because I think it depends. Like, what do you think?
1: I don't know because I've never I've never experienced a toxic relationship or friendship, so I can't even like put myself in that mm. in those shoes because I can imagine that person might be quite manipulative or I don't know. So I just don't even know how you'd get out of that. I feel like it's hard, isn't it?
0: And also it depends on the person, like you said, it depends on how they react to things mm. and how they, like, are they the kind of person that's going to have a fit? Are they the kind of mm-hmm. person who's going to be really
1: like, okay, fair enough, like whatever. Are they going to be nasty and mm-hmm. try and stop your other friends from being friends with you? Like there's so much in it. Like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm glad I've not been there It Doesn't sound nice.
0: <laughs> I think it's hard, and also like Ebony just said, it's so it depends on whether you're in like a friendship group and stuff mm-hmm. as well. There's so many different ways, but I think if you don't feel like you can have a conversation with them, then I think you would have to try and phase them out and yeah. just not not necessarily cut them off. Like, don't suddenly start texting them like twenty times less a week. Like, just kind of make the conversation a bit more niceties. Don't mm-hmm. maybe fill them in on like deeper things in your yeah. life. Like, kind of stop D- start giving to them everything. Yourself yeah, a
1: bit more. Yeah.
0: Like maybe yeah. still talk to them, but just don't make the conversations about anything other than surface things. Like yeah, Love and Island then
1: eventually, once it's once it's a bit more distant, you can probably just yeah.
0: That actually feeds into a question I've got. Hang on, um. So I had a question that said, um, my me and my BFF of thirteen years have significantly drifted apart, but we have never acknowledged it. How do you deal with that? Because I feel like that kind of feeds into what we just said about phasing out.
1: What, they've been phasing out for thirteen years. I don't oh, no. know. They've been friends it just for says they were friends years. for
0: thirteen years and have significantly drifted apart, but we've never acknowledged it.
1: Does it need to be acknowledged <laughs> if it's a mutual phase apart? I think
0: sometimes there doesn't need to be a reason. Yeah. Why you're not friends with someone. Yeah. It could just be that you're in such different life stages and mm. your life's got in the way and there's not like a big breakup. It's just that you don't speak in the same way anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned in the last episode, my friend from when I was two to up till 17, like there, nothing bad happened. It was just mm-hmm. that as we turned from children to adults, we we just grew apart. The things we liked weren't mm. the same and that's okay. Nobody was in the wrong, but it was just we didn't like the same things anymore. It's part of life, I think. Yeah, and you think 13 years, like the question, that's a long time time mm-hmm. like you changed so much in that time
0: i think especially like i'd say between maybe like 16 to like 25 mm. for example i would say that's quite a big growth time oh, so like the person i was at if the person i was even five years ago versus now is so vastly different yeah, I think that that's like same. the friends i had five years ago i maybe wouldn't even be friends with now because mm-hmm. we're just so different like mm-hmm. we like such different things
1: yeah i often think like say if like a friend that i've had for ages Mm. if i met that person now would you be would we be friends and like sometimes it's no because but you're you're invested in that friendship yeah so it's like well we're we're friends but it's interesting to think if you if you met that person now would you would you hang out
0: Mm -hmm. and also just because you've drifted doesn't mean that you maybe can't be friends again in the future too
1: yeah once your life stages come back together Mm -hmm. they might be friends again
0: like I've had friendships where we drifted for a few years and then came back together and like now we're really good friends again or whatever. Mm. And I think it's so normal to like have those drifting periods in your life. Sometimes yeah. it makes people your friendship ju- better.
1: People just get busy. Hey, sometimes people you just not have. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't have time for your friends all the time. But with this girl, is she? What's her? What advice is she looking for? Like how to deal with it? She just said um, they've never acknowledged the drift. So how do you deal with that? I personally would say that it doesn't need to be acknowledged. I think if you're both naturally drifting and nobody's like super upset about it, maybe she is, maybe she's sad about it. I think she
0: must be because of the way she's saying it. So I think it kind of goes back to what we said before about like, I think it might be in the last episode, we talked about how how to deal with like a friendship breakup and I think it is one of those things where you just, it just does sometimes happen and Mm -hmm. it is something that if, maybe now is when you've just acknowledged it and it's like, um, like the acknowledgement of like, oh my God, we're actually not really friends anymore, and that's yeah, really sad, and I don't know sad. what to do mm-hmm. and it is something it's like a relationship, you have to grieve it, mm-hmm. but you have to grieve the loss of that friendship.
1: I think if nothing bad has happened for that relationship to end, then there's no reason that that can't come back around mm-hmm. in five, ten years. so I think I think just ride it out it is sad, yeah, I do think though, if you feel like you need to acknowledge
0: it then maybe just send a text and see because it could just be that something's going on in their life as Mm -hmm. well like it could be that there's something happened but Mm -hmm. i think it depends how you want to play it like if you really feel like there's a reason and you want an answer then maybe do say it but if not then Mm
1: -hmm. how to make the time when work takes up all your headspace this person says i'm really struggling this is kind of what we were just saying in the last one though like
0: you just get busy sometimes Mm mm-hmm I think it's okay to be busy. It's okay to have work as a big thing and your friends will always be there. But maybe just like, even if it's like one evening a week, you just make a note to like just check in and just send them a message and see how they're doing. Yeah, maybe
1: not even hanging out, out, out but just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe set a
0: date in where it's like you arrange to see like your friends on a Saturday in three weeks time or something. So, you know, you're seeing them Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like they're your friends. They'll understand if you're busy with work.
1: Yeah, even if you just do Michael, something... My can you hear my belly
0: rumbling on the microphone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> even if you just do something like once a month, like you message your friend and say, it's been a while, work's really busy, I'm so sorry, but can we put something in the calendar? Yeah. And then at least then you feel like there is something in there so that you don't have like the guilt of not putting things into your friend. Yeah. Or like
0: I like we were saying, like maybe you just like sending the message and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. But she says... Work is taking up
0: all her headspace, so I would say that's partially something that you need to work on as well, I though because work should not be too. taking up your headspace so much yeah. that you don't look after yourself too
1: Is there a way to stop work from taking up so much headspace so that you can have more time because that's just not sustainable no. in the long run anyway. so maybe some self-care. Tips. I think my <laughs> advice would be try and calm work down in some sense. Yeah. And also if you can, obviously, yeah, if you can and also put something in the calendar with your friends, even if it's like once a month. Yeah. Just so that you feel like you're doing something. So you feel like you're still seeing them
0: because they probably I mean, they're probably also really busy, to be honest. Yeah. OK. Um. It's kind of the flip reverse. Do you have an urge to be unsociable after a lot of hanging out or holidays with friends? Yes. Oh, my God. All the freaking time. <laughs> Like we were laughing because we like fairly recently got back from Dubai and we, I mean, we did see each other the next morning we got off the plane. But I had a weekend where I was like, I don't want to see or speak to anybody. Like I just yeah. need some recharge time. But same. I think also that goes with like my star sign. I'm a cancer. I'm a homebody. I like being in my little shell. I like recharging. Oh,
1: I didn't know that about cancers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about star signs, I teach but... you a lot about star signs. Yeah. yeah. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is normal because like, we only have such a big social battery. Like you can't so like how people socialize twenty four seven. I don't know. I'm like Jesus. Like, do you never need
1: time to chill? Honestly, my best friend sees someone. Every oh my god, day. she is a social bunny. I'm like, how do you do that? I would. i after doing something social. I love doing stuff with my friends or like going places, but afterwards, I am so excited to go home and sit in silence. Like, <laughs> I, I do think wait. that's partially because of the kids as well, though. I don't know. I've always been that way. Like. I find socialising exhausting. Do you?
0: Sometimes. Like, I really like socialising, but I also really like being at home.
1: Yeah, I like my own time. Maybe that's why I always socialise at my house.
0: (laughs) 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 Maybe that's why everyone always comes to mind. (laughs) But um, I do think, I think everyone needs that recharge time, and it's so normal to have that. Yeah. Especially after a holiday with friends, because I think if you're even away for, like, three nights, Mm -hmm. you're with those people 24-7. Yeah. And I think it's hard to get five minutes to just, like, charge your do battery your own back own up thing. yeah yeah like, so i think you need to have that
1: sometimes back. i like just scrolling on my phone and not talking to anyone like we did that in dubai
0: didn't we we had about an hour sat on the balcony we didn't even speak and then yeah. we were like oh <laughs> we, we haven't even now. said hello <laughs> 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 we hadn't spoken for about an hour and a half and we were like probably should have a conversation i mean that was
1: after the biggest tension of yeah all that was time. after the
0: day from hell but, <laughs> uh, yeah but, i do think yeah. you it sometimes
1: i think um I think it's completely normal to mm. to socialise and then need your need your quiet time. Do
0: you know what? There's even times where I've socialised and I come home and I don't even want to text people. Mm-hmm. I don't even open my WhatsApp and stuff because I'm like, I just can't even
1: function enough to yeah, try and Yeah, it's have a not because you didn't enjoy the socialising, but it's, I think it's tiring mm. having non-stop so tiring. conversation. And then, like, I just want to go home and sit. <laughs> <laughs> just sit and be alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then send
0: 700 voice notes because you're on your own.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hello someone talk to me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. the big friend comes out in full force
0: <laughs> have you got another question <laughs> Um,
1: she hmm. pretends she's
0: not clingy but she really is
1: oh no when I want to hang out with someone I desperately want to hang out with <laughs> uh. how do you make friends as an adult apart from your work friends our whole last episode yeah it's tricky because we're not in like an office so
0: it is just those hobbies though isn't it it's getting into you, we were saying this in the last episode but you have to put yourself in an environment to make friends mm-hmm. to get friends yeah like if you're sitting at home all the time and you're not putting yourself out in new situations like you're not going to make those friends
1: for example if you work in an office nine to five and you go to work at nine o'clock you come home at five o'clock and you're not doing anything other than that you're not going to meet anyone. No. So I think even if you're tired on the weekends or even after work, like find something that puts you in a position where you can meet new people. So like um, find a hobby or go to a gym class or uh, I don't know, like – um yeah, just something, anything. anything like that so that you're around different groups of people. And I do think that's quite um, nerve wracking for people, like going to yeah. a situation by yourself. Maybe take a but, friend. Well, I think it's once you do it once, it becomes much easier. Yeah. Like when I went to um, th- that boxing class that I took you to, I was so nervous the first time I went because I'd never been in there. Didn't know what it was going to be like. Didn't know if I was going to hate mm. it. But once you put yourself in that situation, you realise it's not actually so as true. bad as you, as you worried.
0: Yeah. About. To be fair, I only ever went back there, I think, twice without you because I was so nervous. Oh. One of the times I went there, it was me and one other girl that were doing the class and we got on so well, it was really nice.
1: Oh, like, we see? obviously didn't say we were going to meet <laughs> for anything, but, like, just had a But really say nice if chat. you went more and you saw that yeah. girl, I bet eventually yeah. that would have turned into, oh, should we go to yeah. Gayle's downstairs afterwards? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how things happen i think 100% that would be my advice you've got to put yourself out there yeah
0: um this is quite a juicy one so it says what should you do if your friend is projecting their bad situations onto you and leaving you drained oh no i feel like this is really difficult because as humans we're really empathetic so we like take on other people's emotions a lot mm. like especially i definitely do especially if it's your friend you yeah. want to be there for your friend i think you almost have to like <sighs> it's hard because you want to be there for them but you also have to like detach yourself from the situation
1: uh, I think you have to put a boundary in to be like, mm-hmm. I understand that this is something that you're going through, but it can't be the the topic every time we see each other, yeah, and like I think if you're there for your friend, you can be there for your friend, but if and like give advice for your friend, but if they're not taking any of the advice That's on board hard. but still complaining about the same thing, there's not much you can do.
0: It's hard because it's, like, at what point do you... Like, I've had situations before where I've had, like, friends in situations and they keep coming to you with the same thing mm. and you keep giving the same advice and then yeah. they don't take it and then they come again with the same thing. Mm. Like, multiple situations, multiple times, yeah. different people. But it's so difficult because how do you get to the point where you're, like, I can't take any of this in. Mm. I think you almost have to just, like, say to them, like, look, I've given you advice, like, I've told you what what I think. Mm-hmm like there's only so much i can say on the situation to help yeah, you. Yeah. I agree. I think it's really difficult, i think.
1: I don't obviously we don't know much about the situation there, but i think the best thing to do would be to say to your friend, right, i know you're struggling with this. Let's sit down and put see and what action. like points we could do or what things we could mm. put in place to make you feel better. And then if they don't start doing those things but still complain about the problem, then Mm -hmm. oh do you know
0: what could be good so right let's say for example just you know to give an example so we've got something to base off let's say you've got a friend who is in a job they hate and they're complaining about their job all the time and they're moaning about it and they just don't like this job and they never leave and they just hate it i would almost be like i'll give you an hour and we can talk about it Mm -hmm. but then after that hour we're not talking about it anymore and then maybe we'll talk about it another day because i think if you if you see them and then all they talk about is that for the whole time you're together you go so drained and Mm -hmm. then that's annoying and Mm -hmm. you haven't spoken about anything else so maybe just say to them, right we can talk about it for an hour you've got an hour and after that we cut it no more i don't (laughs) want to hear about it again until i see you another time
1: (laughs) you like set a timer on your phone No, but you know what (laughs) i mean you'd be
0: like right <coughs> not specifically an hour, like obviously you're not going to bloody time them, but like no, yeah. just say like we'll talk about it for a little bit and then I don't want to hear about it anymore. I want to yeah. talk about something else. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Or maybe just tell them that you're feeling a bit drained by it, but I guess that's a bit mean because then they might feel. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's tricky,
1: especially if they're already in the like place. a bit of a. Depends on the situation, place. honestly. Mm. Like it
0: depends on what it is that's leaving, like the, what the situation is. Mm. Because it could be literally anything. Like <laughs> even sitting here now trying to come up with an example, I was like, I can think of about 50 different examples of what it could be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think we've covered a good few things there. Yeah, I think we've covered too. a good few questions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's helped you. If you have any other questions, obviously feel free to drop them on the good vibes club. Podcast on Instagram. And <laughs> I slash we will help. I can always send someone to Ebony. Or just send them to yourself. <laughs>
1: <Any> <laughs> or we can do another episode. Send my way. Yeah, any mum ones <laughs> definitely send
0: her way. Because I think I can offer advice but i can only give so much because i don't understand that situation so i can only give so much advice on like yeah. what to do but hopefully you enjoyed the episode thanks for coming back on for a bonus that's all right a little cheeky little cheeky random episode going, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for listening guys don't forget to rate and review and all the other things on whatever platform you're listening and we'll see you in the next episode bye, bye.